So in one of our episodes, we talk about setting goals and accomplishing them. Maybe one of your goals is to have your very own podcast. And if it is, and you haven't heard about Anchor, then listen up. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. And Megan will tell you why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use it for every episode, and it's been exactly what we've needed every time. If we can do it, so so can can you. you. Download the free Anchor app or go to the anchor.fm to get started today. You won't be sorry. We got all the way full-fledged into history and, like, considering myself to be in the history influence or the number one history influence. That's, that's more so about, you know, my purpose. But being from Oklahoma and then not really seeing, you know, my own image reflected, like, in mainstream media or culture and just wondering, like, like who we are culturally and uh and i've always just wondered about that and i and i I left i left oklahoma but you know it was always something bringing me back and it turned out to be this yeah i um i'd never like growing up i'd never heard of the term um black town until probably high school and i didn't even know like winniewood is right next to where i live And didn't know the rich history that was there many years ago as far as, like, you know, just the black culture that surrounded that town and then um, all the history there. It was never even brought up. And I'm like, why? And so to see you kind of putting that out there, like I said, is is good because people like me that have lived here most of their life, we don't get that in school, unfortunately. History, I mean, even just Oklahoma history in general um, isn't taught. Like, Native American history is kind of taught in, like, one chapter. And, yeah. And being from the Chickasaw Nation, like my family, we have books and books and books of stuff that talks about just our family. And, and there's a rich history that we're missing out on and not teaching our children, and I think it's super sad. Uh, does you does your family you, know, you guys uh, have Native American blood? Yeah, um, my grandpa. His last name is Worsham, mm-hmm. which is a Chickasaw name. Um, he goes back. His line goes back and in, um, into a hundred percent Chickasaw. And then um, the funny story behind that is I actually have this little history book that my um, grandma's uh, brother put together. And it talks about how we were registered as Native American until my great-great-grandfather um, and somebody on the council fought over a woman and came to punches, and we were uh, excommunicated and banned from ever getting our card. They've uh, oh, wow. recently, in the, like the last 10, 15 years, have tried to go back to court over it, and it keeps getting thrown out. So uh, it's kind of a funny story to tell, you know, but... Uh, never really had any proof that I'm Chickasaw other than just, you know, the history that of my family. Right, right. Well, I mean, everybody enrolled in tribe, you know, they were enrolled based on a 
an in-person interview. So mm-hmm. it's not like it was DNA test done anyway. <laughs> yeah. I recently yeah. learned of the, um, like there was, there was people that were both Indian uh, and black and, um, that they had a hard time registering as native American because, um, of the free, it was, it was the freedman's what register? Is that what it was called? The Freeman roll. Yeah. Freeman roll. Yeah. And, um, that was like a huge thing. And there's a lot of people that were misregistered and I just thought that was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Real, real deep history, man. So I covered a few videos, a couple of videos on that so far. But, man, I might have 100 videos that I could do, you know, on the intermingling of, of red red and black people, probably just in the Chickasaw Nation, you know. Mm-hmm. But I am a Chickasaw by blood member. My family was fortunate to get placed on the by blood role. But we did start out being placed on the Freedman Road. And so part of the reason I know my family history is because the biggest uh, writer uh, and contributor, you know, to Chickasaw history, like in terms of actually writing books, Daniel Littlefield, he wrote about my great, great, great grandfather, Jesse McGee, in, uh, in the book. Uh, Chickasaw Freedmen, a people without a country. Jesse McGee, before 1900, was a Chickasaw man who, uh, when it was uh, forbidden to intermingle or take up a black wife, he did so anyway and had, you know, eight or nine kids. And um, originally, his, his children were put on the Freedmen Road, but he came back later because he had a new baby. And they saw that his other kids were on the Freedman Road. That baby was added to the by blood roll. So fortunately, you know, this side, the black side of my family was able to be added to the Freedman, I mean, the, the by blood roll uh, switch. You know, we actually had two, you know, you can find two enrollment cards on us, the Freedman mm-hmm. enrollment card, and then a, 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 a by blood enrollment card. We're, we're one of the only families, you know, like that. And so uh, it, it, it's very, you know, interesting and fascinating. And, uh, it's history, and it's really uh, pertinent reg- pertaining to the way that the tribe and the nation looks in this current day. You know, that's the reason I, I really dive into history, because it has all the answers, you know, and solutions to the issues that we face today as a people. Yeah. Um, if we don't know our history, we're, felt, you know, we're doomed to repeat it, and I, I really believe that's super um important right now and the way that America is, is that we understand that, that the empathy for other people, um, that don't look like us. And it's very, it's very tough for me because, you know, being white and seeing all the mistreatment and, um, but looking like people that do it, it's been like this real battle in me. Um, and, um, like I have black family, and I have Native American family and like my daughters are Spanish. And so like I, I, I've always had this appreciation for other cultures. Like I've always been super open minded with other people. I, I want to know your history. I want to know your background when I meet you. Like it's just one of those things that's always been important to me is kind of, you know, learning about people. I've never saw someone different and been like, oh, I don't like them. They're different than me. It's always been the opposite. 
it's always like, man, he's different. I want to know this guy. Like, what's his story? And so it's very, it doesn't compute, like, racism, hate for other people. And I just don't, I, I don't want my family to, to suffer because of stuff I didn't do now and, uh, you know, help now. Like, my kids, I don't want them to grow up in a world full of hate if, I, if there's something that I could physically do about it right now. And so I think teaching them history, their history, um, you know, my daughters being Spanish, they're like the third generation Americans. Um, we're trying to find out like where they come from exactly in Spain. And I want them to kind of know their culture because I feel like it'd be a, kind of a crime to raise them, you know, not knowing who they are. If that makes sense. Yeah, that, that definitely, that makes all the sense. You know, um, self-identity, your history, your identity, your story, you know, your truth. You got to know those things to really be living and, and working within your truth. And so um, you're definitely on the right track. I think finding out um, about these little towns that we just see in passing a lot of times, um, you know, residents of Oklahoma, you'll see a sign that says, you know, Tatum's you know, six miles or whatever, never really kind of thinking about it because it's not somewhere I'm going because I'm going to Norman or Oklahoma City if I have to leave Paul's Valley. Um, but, like, seeing these little towns like Antioch and all these tiny towns, that have they have somebody that moved there, started something, and have a whole history from there till now. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit depressing not knowing anything about where we live. So I think it's important for us to, you know, to bring that to the forefront. You say um, that you have a book out, right? Yeah, yeah, I have a book. It's not available yet on any platforms other than my website. Okay. Um, I, I definitely have a book out, and I'm I'm taking it to the people independently. You know, direct directly to the streets and the the pubs and the restaurants and the. Barbershops. I'm gonna be doing a barbershop book tour uh, this spring, coming up in the spring, and, and so I plan to really try to. You know, I really want to make an impact with it. With in, in its original, its in, entire original version mm-hmm. um, on the ground with the with the people uh, who own uh, what's in the book. You know, it, it, it's, it's Oklahoma Black Facts. You know, it's our history, it's our black history, so anybody from Oklahoma uh, has right, you know, to take ownership of that. And so I really want to give it to them first, you know, uh, respectively. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm really just big on self-identity in Oklahoma, and uh, especially the way that I came up with the book, and uh, I wanted to make a special impact. So I'm trying to take it straight to the people. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, how long did it take you to like gather everything for the book? Like how long have you been working on it? So I wrote the book like in a very short amount of time, but it's basically all of the hidden histories that I know pertaining to black people in Oklahoma that I've compiled, I guess, since I've been researching and studying over the past would be a decade. Yep. A decade. So, a lot of interesting stuff, man. Uh, a lot of books I read, things that you typically 
won't necessarily find on the internet or or that you you won't hear about unless you are in history circles or maybe a, a historian yourself and then even even then among the historians you won't find all of this information in one spot yeah i saw that you were talking to people from each town too like in some of your videos you're like talking to them I think word of mouth, like them talking about their grandparents or whatever, how they came up and everything is really cool. It's different than just hearing it, you know, or reading it out of a, like a textbook. There's something more realistic, more like, I don't know, just down to earth about talking to someone about their experiences. Um, Is there anybody that you've met along the way that, you know, like really like resonated with you? as far as like their story or anything? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you just a little while ago, if you knew that, well, I just assumed you knew, but I figured I would ask you if you know that, uh, Elmore city is the home of footloose. Yeah. Uh, you know, the movie and everything. Yeah. I definitely got, I got to cover that on TikTok. but, uh, right just outside of Elmore city. And I'm going to bring Winniewood in the loop because I had a thought that crossed my mind as well when you said Winniewood. But just outside of Elmore City, you have uh, the town of Katy. Mm-hmm. And I, I was looking for, I, I realized that there was a black town over there named Sweet Home. And it's one of the black towns that no longer exists. But in about 2015, I was working over in Ada. And I was headed home to Tatum's and something told me to try to pull up Sweet Home in my GPS and Google Maps and it came up. And so I went over there and it was just a church, an old church. It was a nearby home. And it was a, I I just went to the nearby home and a a gentleman, he was very helpful. It was an older white gentleman, told me the history of the area. And then he wanted to introduce me to a, a little lady in the area, a black lady that he knew. And so she really resonated with me. Um, I won't give her a full name. Her, her first name is, is Dimple, Miss Dimple. And the thing about her story, she um, doesn't have any kids. She had one son that passed, but she is still living on her original 320-acre allotment, you know, from uh, her, her ancestors being a freedman, you know, her being a descendant of a freedman. Wow. And she was in her 80s when I met her already, and she was just you know, they're keeping things going. And she explained to me how on both sides of the streets for as far as far down she could see on both sides of the road, you know, it was all black owned and in black, you know, homesteads and that everybody in that area went to middle school uh, and up over in Winniewood. And so, yeah, she definitely resonated with me, but you're going to find multitudes of people like that if you stop and begin to converse with people in these black, and not just black towns, but in these small towns, like you said, like Antioch, I know that's on highway 74, yeah. you know what I mean? Right there, North of Elmore city, because I've just remember that my whole life from going back and forth from the OKC Metro area to Tatum down 74. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. Cause like when you go to those small towns, everybody like, well, most of them, are really happy that you're asking questions about the town and stuff. They're more than welcome to, you're like, they're, they're one of those, you know, people that have been dying for someone to just say, Hey, what's up? Let's talk. Uh, most of the time I've noticed we had, a uh, a little old man that used to live, uh, next to us growing up. 
and he was a World War uh, II veteran, and he loved to talk about rocks. So if you could get the guy talking about rocks, he was he collected arrowheads, and uh, he was like an amateur geologist kind of guy, and um, he had all kinds of like minerals and crystals and stuff like that. But, but I learned more from hanging out with him. He was in his 80s at the time. And I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, probably in that age range from the time I met him till the time he passed away. But I, I grew up probably four houses down from him and would go over there every chance I got to hang out with him and listen to him tell a story. He wouldn't talk about the war, but he would talk about old days. He talked about nickel cokes and and uh, going down to the ice cream shop. Uh, with his father and I would really wish I would have had a way to like write that down as a kid or record it because it would have been really special yeah uh, I tend to record as many conversations as I can with elders yeah yeah. Um, so in regard to this area Paul's Valley you know, Winnie Wood, go south of there. You got the Arbuckle Mountains. I, I know a lot of, uh, well, a few, a couple informal tourist destinations that are going to be real big coming up in the future that I'm organizing. Oh, really? Uh, you know, just, you know, those hidden histories yeah. that, I, that I'll be coming with. Yeah, there's a couple of spots, man, that that the, the, the Chickasaw Nation, they, they're not organizing. Nobody's organizing. Um, and so uh, I'm not going to reveal what I'm talking about on, on the uh, show here. You know, I, I'll tell you when we get off, Okay. I want to keep that under wraps for right now. I definitely want you to know, um, you know, I, I don't have a problem taking you to see what I'm talking about because yeah. it's right down the road from where you're from, where you at. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I was, you know, trying to teach my kids too, like the, the stuff that um, they don't learn in the history books is usually stuff that was uh, weeded out for stupid reasons, too. Um, I know that not hearing about the Tulsa massacre was almost like the first time I heard it, I cried because I can't imagine people taking, you know, over my little area. Like if somebody came in here and treated it like it was a war zone and just started killing everybody in sight. Like that haunts my, you know, would haunt me forever. Like, and I was watching a, a interview with one of the ladies. She's a, it was 104 at the time, and she was just. It was cool to watch her because she was so positive about. She goes, "I just don't. I just hope this never happens to anyone else." And I was like, after everything that she's went through, and she's still just worried about other people. Like that just broke my brain and made me sob. But yeah, that. It's it's a crime that we don't teach our kids um, Native American or Black history more. I think in school, I think it, somebody really needs to to step up and start doing that more. I think they tried to talk about it this last year, and it for some reason became political, which is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm handling up. I'm only one person, but I'm definitely, you know, handling up. I, I feel that's my purpose and my duty you know, to really enlighten us on everything that matters regarding our 
our identity that they don't already teach us. And so uh, the situation with the conversation regarding, you know, teaching and learning history, it definitely went political really quickly. And I talk about that in the introduction of my book. Um, actually, I, I write out in the intro of my book verbatim what the governor says when he had to address the backlash for House Bill 1775, which restricts, you know, basically the teaching of black history or race relations, you know, uh, within the public school system. And so uh, that's kind of what I led with, with black facts. And the, the, the timing is right, but, you know, if the governor wants to make my job more important, uh, it's sad that it had to go down like that, but I'm definitely with it and I can handle it. Yeah. Your number one history is good. It's got to be kind of almost maddening to hear that your history isn't American history. Like, to me, oh, that's just infuriating. Like, I can't imagine. Well, I, I tell people, you know, if you can grasp Oklahoma history, you know, you can decode America. We're, you know, we're very much uh, probably the greatest microcosm of America in regards to regarding to history and American dream and the, the color of the land, the struggle over the land, all of that. Um, you know, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're from a really special place. So the people that don't know that, I feel sorry for them. Yeah, it's often looked at as just a flyover state, and I feel like people are missing out by not understanding that Oklahoma is very special. There's no other place like it as far as, like, you think about it used to be Native American territory uh, by the government, and then the government tried to come in and retake it because they're like, hey, that that land's actually valuable. Let's take it back. Um, we have a lot of uh, people that come from Texas and Mexico, you know, especially in Ardmore. Um, right. It's got so many different cultural backgrounds, especially in, like, the bigger, you know, like Tulsa and Oklahoma City. And uh, there's a lot of art that has come out of that that is, you know, really unique to our state. Yeah, the art is where it's at. I haven't really got to get to the art yet, but I got plans for the art. I got my own Black Chickasaw collection coming. That's awesome. You know, That's the exciting. Chikasha, I'm not going to lie. The Chikasha Losa collection. Chikasha Losa, obviously, is Black Chickasaw. And so I actually had, a, in 2015, I started the Chikasha Losa Division of History. You know, for people, a place for people to come and, and, and learn specifically the Black history of the tribe. And uh, I even had a, a meeting with the governor at that point in time in about January of 2016, just regard my, my identity as a identifiably black, you know, but Chickasaw citizen. Mm -hmm. And so he, he took a meeting with me and, uh, you know, he said, I may be the one to educate the whole tribe on the history. You never know. But uh, it's definitely something that they need to be more receptive to or we need to be more receptive to if, if it's inclusive of me as a black Chickasaw man. And um, I, I can help us really own our history versus, you know, the narrative that is not necessarily favorable to the Chickasaw Nation for that to prevail versus, you know, the, the tribe really embracing our black history and being the first tribe to make a difference and rectify yeah. their relationship with their, with their black tribal members. And so, you know, it could be one, one side or the other, and uh, it's up to them because I'm all open for, for working together. You know, I'm, I'm about people 
and when, when you were talking about empathy and being empathetic, you know, that's definitely one of my characteristics that, you know, uh, causes me or leads me in, in this mission to really enlighten people on, on who they are and learning who they are. That way we can have more compassion for one another and begin to, you know, change some of the uh, system systemic racism that's going on because it's definitely possible to do it. So have you, have you ever, or have you ever thought about speaking in Oklahoma schools at all? Like for certain, maybe even just for certain groups, like, um, like, uh, clubs or whatever, just to kind yes. of push it out there. Yeah. So for the past decade, I've worked as a substitute teacher okay. in the Oklahoma City Metro districts and in the Lawton school district is where I started at, uh, for about a decade. Um, over the past four years, I guess now the time flew. We we went through a two year pandemic, but around the time of the walkout, just prior to the walkout, and then the pandemic happened. With you know, with the school, I actually got excluded, or you know, if you want to say banned from a couple of schools in the metro area um, for sharing the Black history of the of, of Oklahoma. Um, if you're not familiar with Long Road to Liberty. It's a black history and culture book that's produced by the Department of Tourism, not the Department of Education, but the Department of Tourism. Yeah. And, and I happen to have this book in front of me right now, but I, I make sure people get the book. I have some with me, you know, usually all the time and it's completely free. And I had some with me in a, in a class. Normally I'm in a social studies class or a history class. Well, there were some students that were interested in the book. And I gave it to him. And by the end of the day, the administration, I don't want to say accused me, but said they had a complaint against me for passing out literature, trying to start a racial movement. And I was excluded from that school for a little while until, you know, I went and talked to the right people that needed to know what was going on. But, but yeah, so I definitely have a experience within the, in the school system in the metro area. And that's part of the reason my approach is the way it is through TikTok and with, you know, the, the, the pro- producing my book, because my book is not a long read. It's not like a, a novel. It's, it's like a list, you know what I mean? And so uh, that way it's easily digestible. And um, it's just new modes and man- manners that I'm going with regarding teaching history and learning history, a real active approach, interactive field trip, video, you know, music, art, culture. That's what it's about for me. Yeah, it's kind of like kindling for a fire, you know. You're just getting them started, and if they get interested in that um, topic or whatever you're talking about on that video, it's easy to research it. But um, I think that's neat, you know, how you're you're giving them something that's going to light a fire and maybe change their life as far as, you know, knowledge and stuff. Um, My question, though, is, like, why do you think – people fear that that knowledge of, of like black history like why is why did that administration um why were they even worried about that to me that's so foreign but i mean what was your thoughts on that what are they scared of honestly well I, i'm gonna I'm be talking about it in my upcoming curriculum uh the governor's state anti-pro history curriculum you know, people don't know if they was anti or pro history when when they came with this house bill. Yeah. Uh, 
I think it was meant to cause confusion. That way, nobody would move forward to begin to try to teach and mobilize within the school system to, to get this real true information across to the people. I'm, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to tell you why. But um, I, I think that's what it's mostly about, kind of people, people keeping, keeping the, the teachers stagnant. Because, I mean, truth be told, Oklahoma public school system we're not doing a great job teaching any black history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason I was in the school systems doing what I was doing and remained a substitute teacher instead of coming, becoming certified that way I can go to school, school to school and be uh, exposed to more students so they can get the information that I'm bringing. But um, ultimately, it, it, it's all about our system, you know, the system of, of capitalism, it, it's along the same lines as, you know, people saying, hey, college, you know, is not necessarily the route or, you know, how they're, you know, putting people in debt over education. Yeah. Um, it's all about keeping us locked into the systems that are in place. And let me tell you this, white kids have the most potential power and leverage to end systemic racism. It's only a matter of them knowing the truth about America and about themselves and about their ancestors and their identity. I put it like this. If it was a black Ku Klux Klan and let's say the institution of slavery or whatever, the way that it looks, if I was a white kid, I would be like, hey, this don't represent me or my folks. And I probably would want to do something about it if I knew the truth. Yeah. You know, what I mean? these white kids are not inherently racist. Any white kids that are racist is because they're being taught that or they're simply just part of a super uh, ignorant family that's biased towards white people because they don't know the truth about people that are not white. Yeah. And so all of these, I learned all of this from history, bro. All of this from studying history. And what had happened? What's happened in the past? It's all there, and that's why they don't want us to know it because we will wake up. Especially not white people. They don't want white people to wake up. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's and it's. I don't know. It's very. It's very frustrating, especially when you become someone who has studied and you and look at things differently now um, to see everybody that's kind of just sleepwalking at this point, you know, it's very, I don't know. It's very frustrating for me. Yeah. Well, people, um, I'm, I'm waking people up. You know what I'm saying? I got the music. I got the, uh, I got the video. I got the, I got it all. I got, I got every, I got all the stuff that's trendy, you know, included with the way I'm bringing this history. So, you know, let's let's think let's let's start to say and think that you know people are no longer asleep. Yeah, and that's why this this platform for me has been cool because I think like having um, people on that will speak their truth and kind of because you know I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like there's not a lot of um, closed minded people that have cut me off already. You know, and uh, not listen to the rest of this episode. But for the people that have listened to the end of this episode or the ones that we've had before when we've had difficult conversations or conversations about things that maybe people weren't trying to listen to, um, 
it, it makes me feel good that I feel like I'm just reaching, even if it's one person, you know, and giving them information. I think that I've, I'm doing better than I could have if I would have been too scared to, to just have conversations with people. And so like what you're doing and, and, um, just having the, the not fearing what people will think, um, or not being, you know, shut down. Like when you're in school, you know, not worrying about being told, Hey, you can't come back here. Knowing that that's part of it when you're doing something right, there's going to be resistance, you know, to to keep pressing on. It's impressive. And I, I, I do appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. I'm gonna keep it going for sure. And uh, it's gonna be a, a important year, a big year. Um, got I got a solid team, and uh, we got some things in the works. So, so, so are you moving? Like you've done Oklahoma history, and I know you've done a couple of other things that are um, like in the you know U.S. Um, history, just in general. Um, do you have any plans to go like? beyond Oklahoma and, and, and throughout the world or, or what is your, you know, plans? Uh, I don't, I don't want to think as far as throughout the world, but when I say that, it makes me think of the pyramids and stuff like that. I definitely <laughs> want to, you know, I definitely love history overall. Yeah. If I have to do history, it's really about kind of where I'm at. Okay. Going out, you know, to, <laughs> to each coast, northeast, south, and west, you know, the United States, mm-hmm. in, the, in the immediate area, the area of the United States and regarding history, definitely with the identity part of it, you know, that's, that's more so American history, you know, for me. And in Oklahoma, with us, you know, being Oklahoma natives. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm at with that. But again, you know, just helping people to look at Oklahoma history to understand, you know, our history nationwide. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you're talking about you know, the Indians or the Native Americans, if you, you don't want to, want to be all the way correct or that considerate of other people. Um, it's hard to be because, you know, Indian territory and politically, you know, it's Indian, Indian, Indian. Yeah. So, um, but, I mean, as soon as you say Indian in Oklahoma, I mean, the five civilized tribes, it goes directly to southeastern region, all of the states, you know, that were in the uh, Confederacy. And then, I mean, even when you go west, you got the Wild Plains tribe. Wild Plains tribe. So, you know, Oklahoma is connected in a sense to everywhere else. Um, and then, you know, with, with the like the um, in the heartland of the United States, with the crossroads of America, you know, with I forty and I thirty five going east north, uh, east north. <laughs> Let me see if I can finish that. East north, west south. You know, so. Um, yeah, all of that. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep it here for a while. I don't, I don't really plan to be doing history for, you know, a, a long time. I'm gonna drop a few curriculums this year, you know, really crack it open for people. I, I, I'll go ahead and say my goal is to really get quickly to this this, this curriculum that I have uh, called in, uh, called the YBM Ending Racism Curriculum. Like I'm gonna get people certified to end racism. It's all about knowing our shit, our story, our history, our identity, our truth, you know, really knowing what's going on. And, and there are several movies, books, and my own passages that I've written to help people to understand, like, what they really need to know about racism and how we were in systemic racism in 30 to 50 years. Yeah. 
And if you want to be certified to end racism, then I got the history curriculum coming. And I don't plan for that to be more than two years out. You know, hopefully I get to about the end of this year, depending on how many people latch on and how fast to this movement. Uh, TikTok is moving very fast. I gained 100,000 followers in uh, just about five weeks. So, um, you know, I, I definitely may get to 1 million followers by the end of this year. And so it, it's really just depending on how fast we can get the information to travel. Yeah. Well, I, I hope nothing but the best for you. I, I just hope you blow up even like the good thing would be to say, you know, oh yeah, I hope you blow up. But I just, I hope you get so big that you're not able to even do all the things that you want to do that you're having to hire people because it's just, there's so many people that are, you know, gaining this momentum. I think it's, um, it's, it's necessary and overdue what you're doing, but I'm glad that you're the one doing it. You seem like the, you got the right head about it. Um, I think people are going to really latch on cause your personality, you know? Um, and, and I can't wait to see everything that comes out in the next couple of years. Oh man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I like to think the same thing that, uh, what you just said, you know, um, in regards to my personality, I, I'm just being real authentic about it. And and people got to know, like, this conversation has been going on for too long. Like, it's it's not even a matter of people being upset with one, one another. Like, can't, no, can't nobody stop what's, what the truth is, you know, and, and what, uh, where America has to go in order to be America and what it was built for. So, you know, that's the bottom line. It's, it's really easy work. It's just work that has to be done. It's a certain amount of work that has to be done. And that's, that's all that I'm doing. And I'm chipping away at that. And uh, the more people we can get involved, uh, the, the, the faster we can get up the road to really rectifying, you know, what, what I look at is our race relations. You know, the teaching of our history is the teaching of race relations. That's the part that they don't want you to, to, to know. They don't want us to figure out how to get along to, together. And you will, when you hear about Emmett Till, you know what I mean? That's the only video that I had that got pulled down off of TikTok. And it should have. I didn't necessarily think about, you know, the fact of uh, it being so graphic and maybe inappropriate to show Emmett Till's face. But, you know, I did what his mother did. And people, children, you know, maybe not so small, but maybe at least at the middle school level, they need to learn about Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. You know, because of, because of empathy and compassion and knowing the truth. You know what I mean? About our identity as a nation, collectively, all of us together. You know? And so that's what it's about for me. Ain't nobody mess it up. It ain't it ain't it ain't a problem. Ain't nobody got no problem with the next people, not not if you're part of this movement. It's a love movement. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, our whole thing here is um everybody's welcome at the diner. Um I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. We've, we've had a lot of different people on and um, I am hungry for knowledge. I'm hungry for, um, for just learning things. I want to feel uncomfortable sometimes because I know with, un, you know, learning is not always just uh, feeling good. Uh, when you learn histories and you figure out, Oh yeah, I used to say, you know, that's gay all the time and that could be hurtful to people. And so I've completely removed it from my lexicon, but you know, for a long time, I didn't think it hurt anybody because I didn't mean it that way. Well, intentions, you know, don't mean crap. Um, 
it was still hurtful. And so when I talked to some of my friends that are gay, I was just asking them questions and, um, it got real awkward at, you know, at, at the, at the beginning. Um, but once it got past that, it was a beautiful conversation. I learned so much. And now because I have that knowledge, you know, I've completely changed the way I talk and the way I think about things. Um, I think a lot of people, especially white people are scared to ask questions. Um, we, we don't want like, you know, because we're, like you said, a lot of white kids um, are born into this easy lifestyle where, you know, if we want to go to college, all we got to do is get good grades. There's not a lot of obstacles as far as that. Um, if you get high enough grades, you get a education as long as you can get a scholarship or afford it or whatever. But for other people in America, it's not like that. That's not the truth. And um, so as someone who's white was, it was really hard for me at first to be, um, to talk about things because I was scared that people would be like, Oh, you're white. You can't understand. And I feel like it was important for me to get uncomfortable and ask questions and just feel stupid while I was talking to people to learn, you know, and to, to better myself so I could help them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and uh, it's, it's going to be a, 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 uncomfortable at first because of the climate of, of where we're from uh, as a whole, America, not just Oklahoma, but uh, you definitely can understand. You might not be able to relate, but you can learn, you can look, you can analyze, and you can understand. And, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't gain very, very much ground as a people without at least a good few white allies. You know what I mean? Um, that puts uh, that John Brown <laughs> in, in in my mind that I posted last night. And uh, John Brown is a little controversial, but that, the, the reaction and the response was overwhelming. I didn't really expect for people to really go crazy in the comments like they did, you know, like in his favor, especially when, I mean, I didn't necessarily recollect the, the part about him murdering the five pro-slavery settlers uh, prior to going on his, you know, slave raid up until Har- Harper's Ferry, uh, you know, about a year and a half, two years after that. So, you know, a couple of years prior, I, I didn't recollect that until I, you know, did my quick research to, to refresh once I knew I was going to do John Brown. Because I just, I don't really never know what I'm going to do to write before I put it out. Yeah. And so um, I just do a quick research and I write it real quick and I'll make it happen. But um, yeah, John Brown, uh <laughs> Somebody said in the comments that Malcolm X had said if John Brown was alive, he, he might let him join a nation of Islam. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um, we definitely uh, need our, our uh, non-black and white sisters and brothers uh, on board with everything that we're trying to do in regards to uh, Re, regathering and re-equipping ourselves as uh, people of color, as black people, to become self-sustainable again yeah. uh, and, and uh, re-establish our safe haven so we can get away from this oppression. But, uh, yeah, right now with, with the Blacktown Freedom Fund, uh, I'm having conversations with my team regarding uh, the importance of diversity and especially for non-black people to know that this history belongs to everybody. You know, this is uh, America's legacy of historically all black towns. 
And so just like the five tribes history or Indian Native American history or Confederate Southern plantation history or mm-hmm. the colonies or the revolution or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it should be the same. And so just know that everybody is open to engage with the young black mayor, my team, and the Black Towns Enterprise because, you know, we got Black Towns by Solutions, we got Black Towns Music and Media, we got the Black Towns Tours, you know, link in with us and engage in this atmosphere that we're creating so that people can learn the truth. Um, so what, um, you said that you were, you know, working on the book and into people and stuff. Is it available for purchase yet? Or did you say it isn't yet? No, it's, it's available at youngblackmayor.com. Youngblackmayor.com. It's just not on uh, any major platforms yet. Okay. Well, um, yeah, we'll definitely, I'll definitely buy a copy. I think, um, it's important to have here in the studio, um, for people that come, come by, maybe give some out for free or something. But, um, yeah, I, if we can ever, as, as like a company or whatever, um, help you in any way in your journey, like even if it's just some, you know, you want to send us a commercial that we can run on each of our episodes or whatever that is. We really believe in what you're doing and, and the history that you're, you're, you know, you're talking about right now and the things that you're about to do. Like, I, I, I can't wait. Like I said, I'm excited uh, to see everything that you've got planned kind of cooking and when it comes to fruition. But, um, yeah, just reach out anytime, man, and uh, let us know and we'll do what we can. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm going to link in with you. Uh, outside of the interview or this this conversation we're having, and I'm um uh, I want people to reach me at Young Black Mayor on all social media. Young Black Mayor, YoungBlackMayor.com. Of course, you can get to the Black Towns Freedom Funds and that website as well, or you can go directly to BlackTowns.Solutions. That'll take you directly to the Black Towns Freedom Fund. That's how we are. Uh, able to educate everybody through books and curriculums and give people access to land ownership opportunities and just a wealth of resources to uh, get us back to the freedom that we experienced in the black towns. And that's for everybody. You know, if you want to become financially free, uh, economically free and definitely freedom of oppression, you know, we know how to do it. And that's what the black towns freedom fund is about. Well, um, I'm so thankful that you were able to make it on the show. Um, if you ever want to be back on, just let me know. I mean, I'd love to sit down and talk to you some more. Yeah, I'm going to come back for sure. We're going to have some stuff to talk about. Um, I'm going to plug you with those couple of tourist uh, destinations we're about to put together, and, and we can promote them through the show. Heck yeah, man. I, I appreciate that. That'd be awesome. But um, anybody that's listening, go check out. Uh, his TikTok and and other stuff. It's well, actually you'll you'll have to sit down and have some time because you're gonna get sucked in. It's you're not gonna be able to just watch one video. I challenge you to that actually. <laughs> but thank thanks for being on. Um, uh, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best, and hopefully we'll be talking pretty soon. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, everybody, take care. And uh, link in with us. We're about to make some big things happen for, for everybody.